Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Bear Bard Tales podcast. I, of course, am the Bear Bard. Yes, I am aware that Barbarian would have been a better class choice, but here we are. The podcast that brings the internet's best TTRPG horror stories as read on the Bear Bard Tales YouTube channel, strips away the commentary and boxes them up in nice podcast form. The stories today are still from the early days of the channel, and as such, the sound quality is still a touch sporadic, but I hope you enjoy them all the same. Our first story today is, I don't care that you're my brother, you died. And here we go. My husband has three brothers, and the youngest claims to be an expert in all things TTRBG. Spoiler alert, he's not. I've killed him accidentally while GMing so often because he makes stupid choices. I'm here to tell you about his three most epically stupid character deaths. Death number one, the rogue. The party was level 10 and learned that an ancient magma dragon had the information they needed to defeat the BBEG. So they approached the dragon very, very respectfully because this is a CR-17 creature and could stomp them hard. The cleric is negotiating with the dragon and making great progress until my brother-in-law gets bored. He looks around and realizes that there is magic treasure in the ancient dragon's cave. He looks right at me and says, I stealth and steal the sword there. Um, you mean the sword with glowing and magic and only 20 feet from the dragon? Okay, I think that's a really, really bad idea, and I would highly recommend not doing it. Okay, awesome roll there. Unfortunately for you, the dragon's bonus to perception is higher than your roll with bonuses. He sees you stealing the sword. What's your AC? Yeah, he hits and kills you. This is a CN creature. You tried stealing from it. What did you expect the reaction to be? Needless to say, he was very unhappy, but he made another character and we moved on. Death number two, the fighter. His next character was a noble but simple fighter. High strength, loads of HP, and dumb like a brick, but listen to the other characters, so we're good. The party is in a dungeon, and they are utterly convinced there's a trap somewhere along the hall. Fair enough, there's lots of corpses, and they look like they died via magic. They are hesitating and trying to come up with a way to trigger the obvious trap without getting caught in it. After all, the party rogue is now Dragon Chow. My wonderful brother-in-law looks at his sheet and declares that he is going to walk down the hall and that the cleric can just heal him after. I warn him that some of the corpses have armor and weapon better than his, and he can infer that they are higher level than him. I caution him to wait since the wizard and cleric are getting close to figuring out the puzzle. Nope, I don't want to wait for a stupid puzzle. I set my shield down and walk down the hall. I stomp on each tile to make sure I trigger the trap while running my hands along the wall. No avoiding him triggering the trap then, by some fudged rolls. Awesome. You trigger all three traps at once, as was designed to happen. Congrats, you're dead. Again, why don't we rewind and let the rest of the party finish the puzzle? Nope. He decides to storm off and come back the next week with his final character. Death 3, the ranger. This was his last character. I got sick of his passive-aggressive comments, his bullying other characters to do what he wanted, and kicked him out of the group. The third and final character was a ranger. It was a simple longbow build and pretty solid. The party is chasing the final villain through the capital, gearing up for the final showdown. They run across a few of his minions that I threw in for laughs. I made gnome barbarians. It was a joke and I assume my players would keep running across the rooftops to chase the villain. There is no way for the gnomes to get onto the rooftops, so it's just played for laughs. The party keeps running, but my brother-in-law stops. He stops without telling the rest of the party. 
he splits off all by himself and didn't even tell the party where he was going. He climbs down and faces off against the gnome barbarians. He could have shot them from the safety of the roof, but nope, he decided to melee them. The ranger, who specialized in ranged attacks, decided to use his dagger and melee two barbarians. Two barbarians who are, yes, gnomes, but high enough level that it would even be a challenge for the entire party. And he's trying to solo them. Yet again, let's recon this and rewind. Why don't you tell the party so that they can help you, or not climb down and try to shoot them? Nope. You decide that this course of action is the best because of reasons? Okay, let's roll combat. Hey look, you died again. He threw a complete tantrum. He threw books on the floor, ripped up his character sheet, and was escorted out of the apartment by my husband. My brother-in-law was 27 at the time, but he got and gets away with everything because he's the baby of the family. He was never disciplined and never worked. He lives with his three children, his wife, and his mother-in-law at his mother's house. He pays no bills, and my husband gets called all the time to come fix the things that he broke in a fit of anger. The absolute great thing is that we are now no contact with the entire family. It's been drama-free, and I'm no longer dreading DMing our game. I'm actually having fun DMing online. Our next story... That time the DM forced our wild chipping druid to obey her instincts. And here we go. Ironically, not in a not-safe-for-work way. So, BS. An adventuring group all loosely aligned with a local noble family in Waterdeep. An on assignment to infiltrate a rival's party because of intelligence that a magic item handoff was happening and to either acquire it or at least identify where it's being taken. We concoct through our rogue, for most of us to join the catering staff. While I wrangled an invite as I was actually noble myself, and our druid stealthed in in wild shape as a cat, as the hosts were well-known cat lovers and their ballroom had tons of cats at its parties. Our druid was going to hide amongst them, wild shape into a cat, her preferred form for backstory reasons, and provide top-level support while the group kept an eye out for the item, which I'd then try to intercept. It all went swimmingly, right up until the DM asked our druid to roll a will save. Had we been made? Was an hereto unseen mage attacking us? Oh no. The hosts brought out a tuna platter as part of the catering, and the role was to decide if the druid could resist her feline instincts. She tried to argue with the DM, citing the literal description of wild shaping as opposed to, say, polymorphing, that you retain your mind and identity while wild shaping. But the DM insisted. She failed, and he narrated at length how she abandoned her post and the mission to try and steal tuna. And that was the start of the evening of hell for her. Every time she tried to do anything, get back on the mission, back us up when Ish hit the fan, even drop the wild shape, the DM had her roll a wisdom save every round to resist her animal instincts. If she failed, he'd dictate her behavior for the next few rounds, even refusing to let her drop the wild shape because, and I quote, her cat instincts for delicious tuna override her desire to be human again. I quit after the session ended, and heard from her that she'd quit too. We were in loose communication. She then got an abusive message telling her that the DM was only trying to be more accurate, and when I explained why I left because of his fragrant disregard for both the player's autonomy and the actual rules for her class ability, I was told that I obviously didn't have a role player's mindset and should stick to video games. And that was my one and only attempt to play D&D over Discord. Which was a shame, because I really loved that artificer. Third up today... Roll for intelligence. Let's roll to seduce and get this started. I never want to hear these words again. In a recent one-shot I was a part of, 
we were working our way through a typical dungeon. Lots of traps, lots of puzzles. Each party member was contributing ideas on how to investigate the traps or solve the puzzles. All in all, for a bunch of strangers, it was a really good group. Apparently, though, we were getting through it too quickly and too successfully for the DM's liking. We reached the puzzle and it stumped us for a little while before my low intelligence, 5 int, fighter came up with a solution and posted it to the party. Great, we have the answer. We'll do X. DM says, Your character's too dumb to have come up with that. Roll me an intelligence check. I rolled a 3. DM says, You all look at the fighter and laugh at them, dismissing their ideas because you know it won't work. Oh. Okay. We eventually came up with another solution and passed the puzzle, but it seemed the DM now had an idea for how they could slow us down. At every puzzle, trap investigation, and solution discussion afterwards, they had us roll intelligence checks to see if we understood what we saw or understood the clues. If the rolls were low, the information got discarded, and we were warned against metagaming if someone else offered to try and roll for their character. If your character came up with a solution, roll intelligence to see if the party thought you were stupid. It got tiresome very quickly, and each of us eventually made an excuse to go when the time began to run well over the 2-3 to three hour period we had set aside. Such a shame. Edit? Slight edit for clarity. I absolutely understand why the DM said, your character's too dumb to have come up with that. 100%. I got very unlucky with a random rolled array of stats for this one-shot character. It was fair enough. They had a point. But I wasn't a fan of how they went about it. The reason I posted here was more the DM firstly removing the other player's agency by saying they laughed at my fighter. Secondly, the DM then made everyone start rolling these checks, including the sorcerer with 17 intelligence. If she rolled poorly, the DM was equally as punishing. Sorry, you were too busy checking out the paladin's ass and forgot what you were doing, etc. I was trying to keep this mostly short and sweet. Sorry for any confusion. Next up, homebrew cursed item results in glitter bard. And here we go. I often include amusing, mostly harmless, cursed items. I've included a map that's always upside down, a mirror that insults you, and a cloak that always flutters in heroic winds. Massive negative to stealth. My players enjoy these cursed items and will go out of their way to look for them. The most recent item was a glitter bag of holding. It acted just like a normal bag of holding, except anything you put in it came out absolutely covered in glitter, and the glitter would pass to everything touching it. So this item is identified and I explain what the curse does. The bard is giggling to himself at this point over discord and I keep having to pause because of his maniacal laughter. Of course, the party decides to give the bard the glitter bag. He was so excited and explains that he ties a rope around his ankles and secures- <laughs> He was so excited and explains that he ties a rope around his ankles and secures the end to a tree. At this point, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, oh no, oh god, he isn't. He was and he did. Now, I'm sure if I rules lawyered, I could have made it so he couldn't actually crawl inside, but since it didn't affect anything gameplay-wise, I let it go. The bard crawls into the bag of holding and comes out coated completely in glitter. I gave him a negative in stealth and a bonus to anyone tracking him since he was leaving a trail of it. I also gave him a bonus to perform checks because of his fabulousness. Now, the bard crawls into the bag of glitter every day there in town slash village slash city and spends the rest of the 1d6 days shedding glitter. I have never had a player so happy to get a cursed item. He now has the nickname of Glitterbard. Trademark. For the fifth story today, Player doesn't understand what no is, gets mad when we warn him. With a title like that, you know we have a winner. 
So let's sit back, relax, roll the seduce, and get this started. Hi all. I never thought I'd have a story bad enough to post here, but here we are, and I'm proven wrong. My apologies if this is a bit long, but there's a lot to unpack building up, and if I don't tell this story, I might just explode. I still try to shave away the irrelevant parts, but we'll see how it turns out. There's so much more about this player, but it's not relevant to TTRPGs, so I'll keep those out. TLDR, player invites himself to the table, makes juvenile, uncomfortable, sexual jokes, doesn't like being told no, calls me names when I warn him, and I end up kicking him out. Content warning here, mentions of sexual assault. Our story starts when I cave in and decide to DM a homebrew campaign for my online gaming group. We're between 16 and 21. Well, there's an outlier in this group, a man in his late 30s that is for some reason hanging out with a bunch of teenagers and barely adults, which in hindsight was a problem in the first place, but since I joined this group at the age of 16 and didn't notice any problems then, only recently did I realize how fucked this guy hanging out with us and making sexual jokes towards the youngest in the group was and decided to minimize our contact, save for the youngest. To avoid confusion, I'll refer to the youngest as rogue and the almost middle-aged weirdo as wizard. The rest of the group is somewhat relevant as they have all been harassed by this man one way or another. So I'll refer to the only woman other than me as bard and the two very logical folks as monk and sorcerer. Now, since I wanted a safe space for everyone where we can be whoever we want to be, I decided against inviting Wizard to my campaign. But if that worked out, I wouldn't be here telling this story, would I? I talk to every player I want in the table individually. Bard is the only one with prior experience in D&D, and I invited her to help the others by showing them the ropes, and because she's a great role player and genuinely fun to be around. Monk and Sorcerer have been waiting to try TTRPGs since the dawn of time, so they're enthusiastic about joining. Hell, Monk had a character before I even announced I'd be DMing. Now, Rogue also wanted to join. We talk on Discord about how to make a character and what kind of thing he'd like to play as. While we discuss this, the wizard joins the call and the rogue immediately invites him to play. Wizard is excited and upset that I didn't ask him first. I can't say anything and cave in. Letting him make his self-insert wizard. We make him a sheet and then I tell him to give me a backstory. Doesn't need to be detailed, but you can even give me a bullet point list, I'd be fine with it. I need it one week before session zero, which was a whole month after the initial conversation. Red flag one, he never provides me with a backstory. Ever. During the week of session zero, I write to him every day and, he'll, and he says he'll give me one. He has everything written in his head and I tell him I just want a draft. You can write a detailed one later. But no, he tells me he's a perfectionist, so he'll give me the perfect backstory. Day of session zero and he still doesn't have one. Maybe I should have kicked him out there. But I was a bit spineless and thought this guy was so ingrained in the friend group that everyone would be upset with me. I tell him, okay, just have one before session one so I can approve it. The day of session one arrives and I receive a call from him. And he tells me his character's an amnesiac, had a wife, and that he'd be carried to the tavern where the party is. Out cold. That's it. That's all his backstory. That's what took him a month plus a week. The perfect backstory. Slash sarcasm. Session time rolls around. Everyone's excited to get going, so I get them all to turn on their cams, get their snacks ready, and we'll get started. The party meets at a tavern after arriving to the city. Wizard's character arrives, as I was told, and I tell him to describe his character. He describes a very handsome fellow who happened to, well, shit himself. Hilarious. The party has a couple awkward chuckles about this description. A couple comments about a smeller made, and he drags it on. So I insist we move on. And we do. Thankfully, occasionally, whenever he speaks to an NPC, he mentions his smell, but I and everyone else on the table ignores it. Red Flag 2. A few sessions later, we're all hanging out post-session. 
They're talking about the future plans. A particularly non-binary NPC, relevant I swear, and wizard asks me if there's a general store. I say, yeah, it's on the map. And he says he would go there, buy a medieval equivalent of a plastic bag, and, content warning applies here, fuck her with the bag on. I tell him they wouldn't like that very much, and he just gives a creepy smile. Everyone's awkward after, and I leave the call soon after that. Y'all think this is it, right? I kick him out right there, and we all move on our merry way. Nah, my fear of the group falling apart is still there. So I stick to just warning him via PMs about how some of his jokes are uncomfortable and dragging on while I was playing a game with the monk and sorcerer on Discord. He joins the call, immediately starts berating me about how the issues about the table should be handled with the table and it's unprofessional for me to stick to PMs. Okay noted. I just didn't want to embarrass you. He doesn't even apologize or say he won't do it again and up and leaves the call and us three are just left stunned. Afterwards, I talk to the players individually and all but the rogue are wildly uncomfortable by this guy's behavior, even before we start playing the game. Rogue just tells me how he fully understands why I'd be uncomfortable, but he himself is not. I overhear from Monk that later on, that wizard came on call while I was gone and ranted about how he plays his character however he wants. He can shit or piss himself, hit on anyone, and the girl, me, can't do shit about it. Yeah, about that. I pretend nobody told me anything about it. And in the campaign, they try to get information out of a character that's adamant on not letting it out. But Bard's managing with good ideas and even better roles. It's clearly working, but Wizard is barely listening to the game, and he has a plan. He walks out, casts Disguised Self, and turns into a sexy drow belly dancer. And, well, gives the NPC a lap dance and rolls charisma without me telling him to roll for anything. Gets a 14, which makes the NPC turn him down regardless of the result. Logically, one would take the hint and stop. Yeah? Nope. Not this guy. Wizard says his character is disappointed and decides to make him go to the back streets to look for a job as a prostitute. I shut that down real quick. Tell him no and end the session right there. He insists, calls me a killjoy, and that he's just trying to have fun. Whatever. After this, I decided to have an intervention with everyone at the table. Like he says we should, remember? I decide to talk to everyone at the table and tell him how much he's making everyone uncomfortable and that he either stops with his jokes and uncomfortable comments about NPCs or leaves. His response? But everyone is laughing and you shouldn't be so offended by jokes. And after some arguing, he goes quiet. In about half an hour, he leaves. A good four hours later, at almost midnight, I receive a PM while playing a game with friends. It's a very long message about how me being uncomfortable with his rape jokes is not his fault and that I'm being the equivalent of an SJW snowflake. How beyond pissed he is at me for telling him no and that he did nothing to warrant such feelings. After calling me every name in the book and attempting to gaslight me into apologizing to him, he says he had so much fun in the campaign and would be sad for missing out if I wanted him to leave, even though he barely paid attention unless there was a feminine presenting character on screen, and that he had no hard feelings towards me, telling me that he loved me as a sister. In response, I said that it wasn't only me, but most people on the table, and I'm glad there was no hard feelings, but I do and don't want him at the game. In response, I said it wasn't only me at the table, but most people at the table, and that I'm glad he has no hard feelings, but I do, and I don't want him in my game. I tell everyone, Wizard will no longer be playing with us, and I get a collective thank God from everybody. Finally, our last story is titled Family is Hell. Nice and ominous title, that one. That being said, it's definitely an RPG horror story. So why don't you sit back, relax, and let's roll the seduce. 
I made a throwaway account since I had to delete my Reddit account. The people this story is about found the post and started harassing me about it until I deleted it. This happened a year ago, and I haven't spoken with my brother and sister-in-law since. Neither has my husband. I'm still upset about this, and I doubt I'll ever forgive this. On to the story. My husband DMs and loves it. He's always creating worlds and plots, and is very popular with our group for it. I had to leave the group two years ago due to a car accident, and he followed, so he could take care of me. They didn't like this, but begrudgingly understood. They did tell him that he could take care of me and DM for them, and that it wasn't fair that they should suffer just because his wife had been hit by a car as a pedestrian. I wasn't happy with their attitude, but we both ignored it. I finally got to a place where going to a weekly group didn't seem impossible and COVID restrictions were lifted. So we went back to the group and my loving husband started a campaign that he wrote. I'm still in the wheelchair from the accident and it's looking like that's permanent. There was one player who I had never gotten along with. He didn't like any female players and he kept bullying me about how I got numbers and did things. I explained, showed him, and then he told me that it wouldn't be allowed by any experienced DM. For example, in his games, to get the plus three to class skills, you need to have the max ranks instead of just one. My husband as the DM kept shutting him down, but it continued out of character with texts. I even showed my sheet to DMs I found on Reddit and Facebook and they all said it was perfectly acceptable. There were issues now with the rest of the group as they were being forced to take sides. Even not commenting got them attacked for being on my side. Every session turned into a battle. I often cried before games because of how much I dreaded it. I was depressed and miserable. It all came to a head when I made the mistake of saying I did plus 17 damage. English is not my first language and I was tired. The one jerk player jumped on me and my husband told him that I just misspoke and to let it go. We argued about it and finally everyone agreed that I simply misspoke. It happens. My husband then excused himself to the bathroom thinking it was over. The jerk took that as permission to restart his attack. By the time my husband returned, half the players had left and I was in tears. I still can't believe that my brother and sister-in-law saw this happen and left me. The jerk was holding the handles of my wheelchair and was bent over to scream in my ear. I was having a panic attack and sobbing. My husband pulled me away and we left. We muted both our phones so we can calm down. The next morning, we'd gotten a ton of messages overnight, mainly blaming me for being too sensitive. I'd made the mistake of posting this and the jerk found it. He was freaking out about me doxing him, despite there being no information. He told my husband that I was no longer welcome to play with him and that he was refusing to play in a group that I was in. Awesome. Problem solved. Except it got so much worse. My husband said that that was fine. He'd never DM for jerk again. When we got a text from my brother-in-law, whose house we gamed at, and jerk's best friend, that he wasn't going to ban me from the group, but he was no longer comfortable or willing to make his house wheelchair accessible by putting a ramp up and moving a kitchen chairs so that I could fit at the table. My husband didn't respond. He couldn't. I've never seen him so angry. If he had seen his brother at that moment, he'd have punched him. Since then, my brother-in-law has realized that my husband is no longer willing to DM. He had thought that my husband's love of gaming would drive him to game and DM without me. That view was swiftly corrected. That started a minor shit show. He's been getting a lot of texts begging him to come back. Apparently, I'm invited to games so long as I do not play or interfere with the game. So basically, sit there and stay silent. I'm still supposed to bring dinner every week though. My husband refused and is now being accused of favoritism. Apparently, he doesn't care that they are friends and they are in the middle of a long-running seven months campaign. I've been called a bitch and a cunt 
for breaking up the group. They've been bringing up every fight my husband and I have had and everything I've ever done wrong. I've had to block their numbers and their Facebook profiles to stop this. My brother-in-law also sent my husband information on a divorce lawyer, so I changed the password to my Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. Now I'm even more of a bitch. Jerk also messaged my Roll20 DM and tried to convince him that I was a cheater. That didn't go as planned, and he's ended up banned from three Facebook groups due to harassing me on every post I make. I've had to disappear from social media since he keeps making new accounts and harassing me. He's also received a warning from a local gaming store that if he starts drum in the store on their page, he'll be banned. My brother-in-law is still taking Jerk's side without question, which is infuriating my husband. I'm very sad that this drama has cost my husband a relationship with his brother, but I can hardly think that I can be blamed for it. We've been completely no contact since this, and I can honestly say that I'm enjoying both playing and DMing via Roll20. This has permanently cost the relationship, since at this point, both my husband and I refuse to forgive. They've never reached out once they realized that we aren't letting this go. They still complain about not having a DM, and I see a ton of LFG posts on Facebook. Sadly, they've gotten a reputation and don't seem to be able to find anything. A part of me wishes that they could see what happened was wrong and that my brother-in-law could cut Jerk out of his life. Without that influence, he'd likely apologize and we could have some sort of relationship. He was my husband's best friend for many years. He'll never cut Jerk off though because Jerk is his only remaining friend. Another part of me is sadistically amused that they don't even have anyone in their group capable of running a module. They made their bed and neither I or my husband will ever DM for them ever again. Well, that was fun. I want to thank you again for joining me here on the Bear Bar Tales podcast. If you enjoyed it, I hope you subscribe. If this all seems fun, but you're looking for more Bear Bard, you can find me on YouTube, Discord, Reddit, and Twitter, all under the username Bear Bard Tales. There, you can let me know what you think of the podcast and what you want to hear in the future. But for now, this has been the Bear Bard, and I'll see you guys next time.